What else? Oh, uh, that hot punk I had been hooking up with claims that he was an extra in Ad Astra. What? So I'll keep my eyes out for that. Does he have any goss? I didn't care to ask because I didn't like talking to him. That don't imp- so you so you met Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. <laughs> don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast, where we're pitting every one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. Um, This is not a spoiler-free podcast, so if you haven't seen these movies by now, I would pause and go watch them. They're both amazing, Um, but you've probably already seen them at this point if you've gotten this far. You better have. Um, this is your homework. Please watch these movies. They're so They're cute. Amazing. That's that's it. Watch the movies. This week's movies are Across the Tracks versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which are both incredible, mm-hmm. and you should watch them. Should we, I guess, talk about them in the order that we tend to announce them in? Seems to make sense, don't you think? Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah. and then Across the Tracks. Yeah, big boy, big boy versus Baby Boy. I think it's funny that we watched these opposite. We did. Well, kind of. You watched them like a sandwich, and I watched them like like the first. Regular, like a normal person? (laughs) I watched uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith first because I I saw that you were watching it first, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was watching Across the Tracks the next day, and then you were like, I'm watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I was like, what's happening? No, I fell asleep halfway through it because I was watching it on my laptop in my bed and then I fell asleep. And it was late at night and I was tired and my job is hard and I don't like it right now. So I fell asleep. Recipe for disaster. Truly. Uh, But then I watched it on the couch, on the TV, and that was great. Hell yeah. That's how Mr. and Mrs. Smith is meant to be watched. Uh, It's ideally meant to be watched at like a home theater uh, with full surround sound. Uh, hopefully, Brad and Angie's home theater circa 2007. <laughs> and then you guys have a threesome. That's the ideal Mr. and Mrs. Smith viewing experience in Brad and Angelina's home. Can I talk about how Waze rerouted me through Brad Pitt's neighborhood the other day? I saw that on your hourly comic. <laughs> I was going to, cl- I'm taking classes in Burbank and I live in Hollywood and it's usually just like a straight shot through like a little highway thing that goes through the middle area and uh, instead it decided to take me through like the bird hills where the rich people live and I was going up these incredible hills and my car was screaming and I was like did I type in the right address am I going to be late for class and then I looked up and um you know when Hannah was visiting LA uh, earlier we may have we took a field trip. Yeah, just to see the sights. And like, long story short, I looked up and I, I recognized the bushes. And I was like, hello, Brad. Hope you're <laughs> doing well behind there. That's the story of how I accidentally went to Brad Pitt's neighborhood. And also intentionally once. But not in <laughs> a, a good weird story. way. In a normal That's way. That's a good story. Just a very casual way. You know, they give tours on buses. I wasn't on a bus. Yeah, you were just a normal California resident. Yeah. Driving through public space. Exactly. I have a right to be here as much as anybody else. Anyway, 
Um, who, whom, uh, whom betwixt the two of us <laughs> wants to describe this movie? Somebody's having fun playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I was listening uh, to the Adventure Zone earlier. <laughs> Did you see that they officially made the shag- Shaggy into a Dungeons and Dragons final boss? No, that's I amazing. Tumblr is, like, on point on the Shaggy memes right now. It's amazing. What is with that? I don't understand where it came from. It's just, like, I don't know where it came from, but just all of a sudden everyone was talking about how Shaggy is some sort of, like, eldritch being (laughs) with super, like, super saiyan powers and stuff like that. It's amazing. Uh, I don't even have a segue to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, Shaggy's not in it. Neither the Hanna-Barbera character or Shaggy the, like, rapper or whatever i was thinking i really we really went through a phase there (laughs) and i kind of i could i could do with it coming back but a whole other thing okay i guess i think you should do the summary of mr and mrs smith since you finally uh realized the plot and i'm still a little (laughs) confused i finally yeah i finally get the plot after what this is our fourth third fourth I don't know. It made sense now. And I realized that poor sound design was the fault of this movie being like kind of weirdly confusing because they whisper important plot points. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith is the super sexy spy movie uh, where Brad and Angelina are very clearly uh, having a little rom-com of their own, if you know what I mean. But... uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are both spies. Uh, they do not know that about one another. They are in a whirlwind romance and they get married. So they make it five or six years uh, not knowing. And then one day they are assigned to the same target and hijinks ensue. They figure out who each other are and their rival spy companies assign them to kill one another. And they have 48 hours to get this done. Uh, but, you know, it turns out that they actually, the secret was love all along. And uh, after a brief uh, conflict where they were worried that their marriage was a, a sham, uh, they decided that they they were stronger together. And so they teamed up and they beat uh, their, their spy teams. Yeah, this movie is fun, despite my general anti-Brangelina sentiment. Yeah, I grew up in a very anti-Brangie household because I did. And so Mr. and Mrs. Smith was one of those movies that was like, fuck that, Brad and Jen were perfect. And they really did a fuck you to Jennifer Aniston with this one. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, and then there was like that whole Vogue photo shoot where their shoot was like playing Happy Family, Domestic Suburbia. And it was just like, that must have been shot months in advance of Brad and Jen getting divorced. It was just, it's all kind of messy. It's pretty Affairs gross. are never, never cute. No, they say all's fair in love and war, but nothing's fair in an affair. (laughs) But fair is right in the name. Maybe it's fair like like topsy-turvy, you know? Yeah, it's it's just a little little play on words there. I will say, like, I liked this movie more the, I'm gonna say fourth time around, because I've (laughs) surely seen it before we started this project. Um, and like the first few times I was like, yeah, whatever action movie. But now that I finally could hear the whispery bits, it's like a little more interesting, not a lot more interesting, but like we're really (laughs) grasping at straws after these like millions of watchings. You're like, yeah, let me make this more interesting than it is. 
<laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel like it's gonna be with Troy. Oh, totally. You know? totally. When we oh were like, God. we were like, oh well, he actually meant to be doing a shitty job. And it's like I don't really think he was actually. I think he really was just checked out. But we just blame <laughs> it on the character and say it was like subversive. But yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I. I definitely liked it more this time around, too. It helped because I was watching it with Rachel, my roommate, and she was having a very dramatic reaction to literally every single thing that happened, and it was really cute. I love that. And then kept asking me, like, they can't not love each other. They have to love each other. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Rachel. It's looking pretty Rachel, grim. they might not have a happy ending. I was thinking that um, at the very end when they were, like, they had this impossible standoff in, a, like, a warehouse they like had kind of a tender moment before that where they were like i'd rather be here than anywhere else yeah um, kind of implying that they were gonna die and then they went out and started fighting and i was like what if this was a different movie and then like one of them fucking got shot that would be a movie that we would make i know that's if you're looking for that kind of content you gotta watch john wick hmm yeah i guess like in terms of the brad um shaved head super hot he does pull off the buzz not any man can. No. I'm he, really not into that look. Can I say this in a non-gross way? Is, like, exuding sexual energy in this movie? It's true. Like, when we need a definition of big dick energy, <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah, it's like... Like, it's just like you can tell that between every take, he and Angie are boning one down. Oh, absolutely. Know? It is a very horny movie. I'm, like, hot, yeah, you know? Like, it's, it's... No, like, their chemistry is off the charts, like they're playing they they play so well off each other and i know we've like had trouble talking about this movie because it is such like a brangy movie but i felt i don't know i felt inclined to like give him a little more credit this time Mm -hmm. because it would be difficult to like play off angie in that way and like in terms of our test we're like could it be anybody else like i very solidly feel like it it couldn't like he was standing his ground he was holding his own and, like, even if he was sometimes playing, like, a more supportive role to Angie, like, he was supporting that supportive role, if that makes sense. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, like, hadn't thought about it like that in terms of, like, chemistry mm-hmm. when it comes to thinking about, like, if somebody else was able to play this role. Um, but there are a lot of, like, Brad is really good at, like, little tiny character gestures when he figured out that she's trying to kill him at dinner and he makes a huge point to swallow his his dinner Mm -hmm. to be like i know you didn't fucking poison me bitch yes uh i was yeah i was noticing that too that scene in particular yeah um there's a lot of nuance which brad is very good at um and obviously like the chemistry goes without saying but i still i still struggle with calling this a remarkable brad you know yeah it's totally it's a very run-of-the-mill Brad. Like, I feel like it's a very medium Brad in the sense that, like, people will toss it around sometimes because they remember it. But it's always one of those ones where you want to, like, give a disclaimer and be like, yeah, but have you seen, like, Fury or whatever? You know, like, right. it's not it's not incredible. And, like, previously I had been annoyed that it had gotten so far. I was like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith does not deserve <laughs> it standing in the bracket. But after watching it this time, I feel better about like i i would i wouldn't go to bat bat for the movie but i would go to bat you know what i mean like yeah because like scenes like that dinner now that i was like actually paying attention to the plot this time uh which you know sometimes you do sometimes you don't um 
Like, there was a lot that was being said in that scene. And yeah. it was all physical acting. And it was this, like, little dance. Like, I was thinking about how much of this movie was, like, a dance. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, a theme of the whole thing, right? Like, they met when they were dancing. Um, and then they had all these, like, tense little dances. Yeah. Um, when they were trying to figure out, like, who knows what. And then when they fought in their house, it was, like, totally a dance. And yeah. also they were, like, fucking through fighting. Yeah. Which was cool. And uh, then at the end, when they were they were dancing, they were doing some kind of tango, and they were taking down all the all the bad spies, and they were like back to back, and then they would swivel around, and like it was really cool. Yeah, I definitely agree that there's like more validity to the movie than we've given it credit for in the past. Totally. Yeah, um, and it's like you have to watch it, and that sounds dumb because it's not like there's a lot going on, but it it did some cute stuff. I was actually I was kind of surprised. Definitely, I. I also, though, think that this movie is difficult because I think that this Brad Pitt is the Brad Pitt that people think of, you know? Like, when they think of Brad Pitt, they're, like, yes. not particularly noteworthy, but all-around pretty okay action hero. Yes, exactly. That's really true. Like, the public consciousness Brad and, like, yeah. how we're talking about how he gets miscast and kind of typecast and it's, like, that's not what's interesting about him yeah because it's like it's not like like i feel like the brads that we're drawn to and the brads that people are drawn to are like obviously more in the character range but this is definitely like leading man tm brad Mm -hmm. and like people think of him as a leading man Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he is like really is and isn't you know yeah it's I'm, i'm glad that it's him in the movie i think he did a good job and he definitely lent it like this kind of humor and like brevity Mm -hmm. i guess that being said if you to like play fair and take the chemistry out of the equation if you put like i can't think of another like star couple yeah or or um 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 fucking ben affleck and jennifer garner yeah exactly like toss them in there you'd get another like fun spy movie yeah like it wasn't there's nothing about it that you're just like, wow, that was, wow. Right, like, I feel like you could put any hot couple. Yeah, and that's what it, like, he's just being hot. He's being hot and sexy and, <laughs> like, cool. He's good doing job. a good job of it. Yeah, he's doing good. But it's but also it was... just, like, not particularly remarkable. No. The most remarkable thing of Brad Pitt in Mr. and Mrs. Smith is how well he's able to pull off that buzz cut. He can pull it off really good. And I still feel like so much of this movie is Angie's, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's so... And, like, the moments where Brad really shines are in direct response to Angie. Yes. Like, the scene where he's like, I told you I saw your dad on Fantasy Island. I love that part. That whole cartoon sequence is so amazing. It's so funny. Yes. Um, and then the part where they're, like, talking about how many people they've killed or whatever mm-hmm. and brad's like i don't really keep track you know but like high 50s low 60s like i don't know and angie's just like 315 mm-hmm. and brad's like what the fuck totally. <laughs> you know like it's really funny um and uh, the best brad pitt one-liner in this movie is when he's talking about how he didn't go to mit and he's like they're like they're, like, running away from their home because, like, assassins are coming to get them. Um, they are, like, admitting stuff to each other because they know that their spies have been living this lie so far. And they're, like, getting to know each other all over again. And it's a really cute, beautiful thing. Uh, and they're still sort of in that mindset as they're running away from home. 
and Brad Pitt is jumping into the car and he says to Angie, he's like, I didn't go to MIT. I, I was an art history major. <laughs> and she's like, art, like that's like, I really like that. And he's like, history, it's reputable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really fun. It's funny because he's an actor. It's hard. This is a hard, this is like a hard one. I this know. This is harder it's, than I thought it would weirdly, be. It's weirdly, yeah. Because both of these movies are like fun, mm-hmm. but like not great. Totally. And both of these Brads are like, have gems to them in different ways Mm -hmm. but like overall it's like this could really be anyone i can't remember how we did this last episode we did it a little differently didn't we say like our total we just read the total score and then added it up okay what was your total score um 11 (sighs) what's your i gave mine a 12 whoa that surprises me actually because i think well obviously got the bonus point for being high Mm -hmm. um I think that the emotion was pretty average, mm-hmm. but, like, elevated because of his chemistry with Angie. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could tell that there was, like, real, like, passion between them. Mm-hmm. I think that he was committed to the character, but with the caveat of the character kind of just being him right now. Totally. You know? Like, Brad doing stunts. Totally. Yeah, I, I gave him all his points in commitment. Not a five, just a four, but I felt like... He was, it was really tight. Like, he did a tight job, and it wasn't a great yeah. movie, but, like, he fit into that slot really well, um, kind of seamlessly. And, yeah, uh, everything else was just kind of middle-of-the-road uh, panache emotion. Like, he was he was carrying himself, but it wasn't. Like, nothing was standout. He was no Angie. Angie would get fives across. Oh, yeah. Angie killing this movie. And killing people in this movie, too. You're right. She was literally killer. Whoa. Um... So that gives it a total score of 23. 23 and me. Sell us your DNA. <laughs> oh, God. You won't catch me alive. <laughs> I was given, like, a horrifying fact, though, by Philip that was, like, uh-huh. because so many white people have done 23 and me, which is, like, a whole other thing, which is, like, uh-huh. I can understand where, like, African-American people would be drawn to that just because, like, of that mm-hmm. horrifying history of, like, where are my ancestors from? They got kidnapped. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, white people, like, we just have to look at Ellis Island document. Like, and yeah. but so many white people have done 23andMe mm-hmm. that they can find your DNA and identify you through the database without you having done it. That's what's crazy about I was reading about that, too. It's something about, like, if, if like, two people that are in your family, but they can be, like, removed, you know, do yeah. it. They've got you. So they don't even need, they're not even trying to get everybody. They're just trying to get a database big enough. And then they're selling it to the FBI. I hate it. I That's hate it. Real. Don't do 23 and me. It's not a conspiracy theory. They got called out. Or not them, but like a parent sibling company. Whatever. It's a nightmare out there. Don't go outside. Um, <laughs> to refresh the audience's memory, but also my memory, um, what's the complete, what's like the max? Well, let me do math. 5, 10, 15, 16 plus 16. 32. Nice. Okay. Should we start? Uh, what's the? Hang on. I'm going to go to my favorite website, uh, which is percentagecalculator.net. Oh, we're going to start giving them grades? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, we've gotten far enough. Okay. So um, this movie got a 71%, which is a C. Yeah. I hope that worked out really well for grading and scoring because I would give this movie a C. Yeah. Same. Wow. Nice. Nice job. <laughs> Good job, us. We made a thing. <laughs> I love um, 
Do you think John and Jane are their real names? Or do you think that they, like, Will Smith in Men in Black did their identities? Totally fake. Yeah. Because I like when somebody somebody from the rival spy team was like, oh, look them up. And they were like, you want me to look up John Smith? Ugh, classic. Smart. See, that's the same for me, Sarah Baker. I'm untraceable. I am not untraceable. To my detriment. I'm sorry. <sighs> uh, do you want to describe Across the Tracks? Oh, boy, do I ever. <laughs> Across the Tracks is a 1980-something made-for-TV movie by Stanley, or by uh, something, Sandy Tongue, Uh, and it stars Brad Pitt as Joe Malone, but his last name is spelt Maloney, and he is an up-and-coming senior, he is a track star, he's really good at running, he lives in a trailer with his ma, and he really just wants to go to Stanford. He's working a job for a mean old bastard of a grocery store runner, and he's just trying his best. And his younger brother, um, Billy, just got out of juvie for a year because he stole a car and also probably did a drug. And he took the fall for his uh, friend with uh, too long hair and two gapped teeth, um, whose name I can never remember. Shithead. So there's some tension between... Joe and Billy. Um, But Joe is really invested in making sure that Billy makes the most of his second chance. And he says, like, hey, let's go running together, stuff like that, and really sort of gets uh, Billy, like, invested in thinking about his future and, like, finding, like, an extracurricular activity so he stays off the streets. And all of this is fine and good, and they're having a great time running together, all of that stuff. Except that Billy ends up beating Joe in a race that was an important race, and that really destroyed Joe's self-esteem. So Brad Pitt, a.k.a. Joe, is absolutely distraught that his little brother was better at running than him. And he thinks that this is going to destroy his chances at Stanford, and this is just like the end of the world because everything's the end of the world when you're a teenager oh, yeah. and he's like i'm gonna quit running it's no good uh but then he realizes that no he does want to run uh because billy comes and finds him sleeping by the la river overnight <laughs> after he threw a bunch of cocaine in the la river a real because a guy point. called someone else the n-word then brad without warming up runs and he wins the race but it's pretty clear that Billy threw the race and, like, fell back a little bit so that Brad could win, and that makes Brad really upset. Uh, but then they sort out their differences, and Brad goes to Stanford, and everything is great. Yeah. The end. Congratulations. <laughs> You've just seen Across the Tracks. <laughs> um, Billy and Longhair Friend also have, like, weird homoerotic tension. Oh, absolutely. And there's a scene where Billy does coke, but, like, that's in the biggest air quotes of all time, and he's just, like, snorting the air <laughs> above a tray. It's really funny. It's hilarious. I cannot recommend watching this movie on YouTube with Spanish subtitles enough. Oh, absolutely. Also, when uh, when the when long-haired kid shitbag is his name, uh, that's what I'm saying, uh, brings over the tray of Coke. I can't remember what the, the girl that uh, Billy is with says, but it's something like, gee thanks or something she's just like wowee oh boy howdy that sounds great yeah i love this movie it's fantastic if it's you so fun like lifetime original movies 
which I do. You will love it. Uh, during one scene, I noticed for the first time this time watching it, in the background of the gym coach's office, there is a poster that says, try Jesus, not drugs. <laughs> I also want to point out how hot the gym coach is, which <laughs> I've never realized before. And also, as we learned on the um, episode of March Bradness with um, Patrick Dempsey, you know? Oh, yeah. I love me a good sweater. And Coach has amazing sweaters. You are all he about the sweaters. He has one, like, nice, like, perfect, like, French terry cloth, black and white striped sweater. But the neckline, like, the turtleneck part is all white. Uh-huh. And I was just like, fuck, man, that's the perfect sweater. <laughs> He's wearing a fanny pack, like, how it's supposed to be worn, uh-huh. not in the way that kids are wearing it these days, mm-hmm. um, and is able to pull it off. Really just shout-outs to the costume designer in this movie, because every single costume is perfect. Oh, it was amazing. Brad had a really nice outfit where he had, like, a, a black-and-white striped tee and some nice classic high-rise mom jeans. It was, like, very contemporary, uh, mm-hmm. straight out of out of Brooklyn. He was, he was just, like, an icon. Oh, yeah. Um, his... Shorts were a little too revealing. They were pretty short. You could see... Um, yeah, when he was running, there was a little too much ball action for my taste. I felt like I got a good idea of like what that area looks like. And that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't want to see it. But it's okay. Yeah. Uh, he had perfect hair. Oh, absolutely um, perfect. I wish my hair looked like that. Billy, a.k.a. Fat Dom, because <laughs> uh, he looks like a fat version of Dominic Sato. Uh, had really awful hair, so it really just made Brad's hair even better. Oh, yeah. I like that you dropped Dominic Sado as if people, like, everybody knows who that is. Yeah, of course. I'm just out here for our fashion followers. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just fun. It's campy it's good fun. It's a nice fun. breath of fresh air. If you are feeling beaten down by this cold, hard world, go look it up. Uh, thank you for not snitching that it's on YouTube in full, because I'm really happy to report that I mean, that was like, what, three? We've been doing this podcast a while. Yeah. It's been several years that it has been untouched on YouTube. Don't tell anyone. So go watch it. Do not snitch. Otherwise, I'll have to buy the DVD off Amazon and watch it with the DVD player I don't have. <laughs> I don't make anybody resort to that. Um. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. If, I can't even, like, talk about this Brad without just, like, squealing and, like, wanting to squeeze him like a little puppy. Like, watching this movie is like watching a really good dog video. Yeah. It is. He's a total golden retriever, even down to, like, his volume control. Yeah. He's, he has absolutely no <laughs> volume management, and he's just like, I think we should go now. Like, the my favorite part is when he, he says to his brother, don't yell at mom. <laughs> and he just, like, yells it at full volume. Don't yell at mom. Don't yell at don't mom. Don't yell at mom. Um, I... He sounds like his voice hasn't broken yet. It's true. And he's 20. He's 25. Crazy. I'm 25. Look what I'm doing. Not starring in Across the Tracks. <laughs> Not on a high school track team. That's probably for the best. Unless I was like a, a 21 Jump Street type figure. Do you ever think about how you could be a really good undercover agent? I think about it a lot. Like I really. But then I also think though that like you would be pretty prone to falling in love with a student. What? <laughs> Not, like, in a creepy way, just, like, I feel like you would really connect with someone, you know? Like, I think that yours would be closer to, like, a, like a, like a, like a Jonah Hill kind of situation in 21 Jump Street. What does that mean? (laughs) It's not a bad thing. Oh, you're stressing me out. Um, 
God. I don't know. I, it's so hard to talk about this movie because I love it so much. I know. It, it, and the thing is, like, this movie has the opposite problem of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where he is all panache and uh, no technical talent. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, he does not know how to regulate his voice. Holy shit, does he not? He really, like, there are some really sweet little, like, character nuances that he does Mm -hmm. like we saw in um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith but there's a moment where when he's like really tired and really thrown off his game from racing he like puts his wrong foot forward and you see him think about it and switch Hmm. which I thought was a really really interesting detail oh that's cool and like how he even just like puts on his clothes in the morning and stuff it's just like it's very you can tell he's done a lot of thinking about Billy oh or not Billy Joe yeah um and I think, like, that really comes through. Mm-hmm. But it's also very, like, acting 101. Totally. Yeah, it's very after-school special. I mean, this could be acting in, like, a commercial, you know? He's just very, like, gee whiz, golly, you know? Don't yell at mom. Don't yell at mom. Do not. <laughs> it, he, it's, it's so hard because, yeah, he, it's, not, it's not good acting. But you can definitely see why he was plucked up. Definitely. No, I think, like, one of my main takeaways from this is that this is, like, one of the movies, more so than Dark Side of the Sun or Cutting Class or anything, where mm-hmm. you can, like, see that Brad Pitt has it. Capital I. Totally. Totally. Yeah, he, there's just something about him. He's shining. He's just such a sparkle life. <sighs> no, like, he's so fun. He's so... If you want to see a plucky little chicken... Like, you know those chickens, like, teenager chickens where their feathers aren't coming in yet and they're weirdly tall? <laughs> No, but... That's a weird specific reference. Okay, if you grew up on a farm <laughs> like me... <laughs> wow, that's perfect. But it's hard to... T- like, Like, does the lack of technical ability, but, like, the evidence of future technical ability outweigh the sort of, like, standard issue right. of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? And that's really where I'm right. very torn. Well, I can answer the question with my school. Yeah. Did you give him a yes for hot... I said yes, but he's a child, so no. <laughs> but he's 25. <laughs> I know, that's where I was conflicted. Yeah, I feel that too. I'm like, he's playing a high school kid, you know? I don't know what the what the law says about that. <laughs> Adults playing high schoolers? That is hard. <laughs> yeah, is it legal? Like, socially legal? So, like, I would, for this Brad Pitt, pluck him out of it and think about the pictures of him hmm. from that time period where he's in that leather jacket with his one earring. Okay. And the glasses. Yeah. And it has the same haircut. Yeah. Which is an absolute smash that motherfucking light. But that's a super light. Okay. So if it's legal to say yes, then I'll say yes. And that will change my score. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Legal to say yes. <clears throat> okay. Wow. I'm, I have no idea what you gave it. I'm a little nervous. Oh, what did you give it? I gave it a nine. Wow! Yeah. I did not give it that. I gave it a solid 13. Holy shit. I really love this Brad, guys. Damn. I really, really, really love this Brad. I think that this Brad is, like, so special. He is special. I know. I was just totaling it up. I'm like, what, 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 where are we, where are we right now? Um, we're at 22. Wow. We're one point below. I cannot say that I'm shocked. I mean, I'm shocked. (laughs) You can say that you're shocked. I can say that I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked, too. I think I'm I'm shocked by how high 
your score is and like i i totally i totally see it like he is an absolute shining star in this movie i think i i felt a little more disconnected from it this time like i felt a little harsher and like god he's just such, he's just so he's just can't act in it <laughs> He just can't. That's true. And I gave, I, because I, I, like I gave him a two, like I gave him a two for commitment and emotion versus like right, a three right. for, for, and I still gave, I gave him a four for Panache, but I only brought him up to nine. Wow. With the hot, he was gonna get an eight. Wow. Rough. Yeah. That would have been um, crazy if the hotness point tied it. But. That would have been nuts. Then we would have had to call. We'd have to phone a friend and figure out. I would have called Brittany. Get that audio. Yeah. Call Brittany. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, wow, all right. Well, R.I.P. across the tracks. Oh, I guess RIP. I don't care if it gets taken off YouTube now. I guess, but it should stay up because everybody should watch it. I feel... I know. I don't, is this my... I feel like this might... I'm a little heartbroken. I'm a little... I feel a little bad. Have you tipped any? Um, I think I tipped... I think I tipped Snatch. Nice. Because I knew you would not want it, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. <laughs> Because Snatch was going up against something stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. I can't do this. God bless. <laughs> Megamind, I think it was. <laughs> it still baffles me how much of a fan community there is online for Megamind. It shocks me. I see it all the time. It's a good movie. It's, is it? It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I just like, I find the animation style so distasteful. Your <laughs> foreheads. It's like when you really fuck up making a, like when you're, when your <laughs> aspect ratio is wrong when you're making a sim. Yes. So, like, even if you're trying to tweak it, it's just, like, really fucked up. I know exactly what you mean. Or you just get kind of blind to your sim, you know? And you, yeah, like, and then they... you walk away from the character creator to make some toast with Nutella, and you come back, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> what have I done? Ugh. <laughs> oh, difficult. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I... I guess I'm I'm happy that it's so close. I feel like that's correct. Definitely. I agree. Um, what are we doing next week? Ooh, good cue. I only ask the good ones. Hey, you know what two movies we just talked about in this episode? Troy and Megamind. Oh, we did do that. I was going to say World War Z and Snatch. Oh, we could do that. Let's do that. That sounds fun. What did Snatch end up having gone up against? Um, we had Snatch versus Babel last ah, time. Ah, yes. <laughs> when you oh yeah Babel we fucking put Babel in the in the ground where it belongs <laughs> never to be seen again yeah no I it's that's where it deserves to be okay well yeah I think that sounds good okay um thank you for listening you're all perfect wonderful beautiful precious gems of people little angel people walking around on earth really except for if you want to be a devil person in which case i want you to think about your motivation for that and if your motivation Hmm. is i want to be a devil person because i want to kill uh certain people in power who Hmm. i'm not going to name names so i don't get arrested then like go for it intriguing but if your idea for being a devil is like i want to be jeff bezos like you should probably Mm -hmm. reevaluate stuff and i don't condone that yeah Totally. Or if it's like a sex thing. As long as it's know. between two consenting adults. I know. Adult that's what I'm saying. Go for it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Same for Angel, I guess. Like, that could be a thing. I guess, yeah. Like, chastity belt. Angel versus devil. Ooh, 100%. Per- 99% mm. angel, 1% devil. 1% devil. <laughs> wow. That's my kink. Gross. Um, cool. Yeah, I guess, like, 
find us on the internet. Tell your friends to listen to us because word of mouth is going to be how we keep going. Keep our keep our hearts alive. Keep our hearts strong. Feel free to contact us at March Bradness, both on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the general internet. Interwet? Internet. Ooh, dark net for porn called the interwet. Whoa! <laughs> you can have that one for free. Damn, that's good. Thank you. Um, yeah, go give us a rating on the good old iTunes. Uh, tell us that we're nice and cool. That would make me happy. I, I crave that external validation. Oh, me too. I need it. I crave it so much I applied for grad school. So that's how you know it's bad. Yeah. I hope you're doing well, everyone. Me too. I hope you had a good day today and I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Me too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> What's that?